Hello, one and all, and a warm welcome back to the podcast with me, George. And me, Sam. Join us every Friday for a brand new episode at 6pm. For further updates and bonus content, head over to our Instagram at SGMVpodcast. But for now, thanks for tuning in and please enjoy. Bake Off finished. The final. Done. Dusted. Mm, and I didn't watch any of it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, not, I've not seen it since it's moved to Channel 4. Well, I kind of watched it, I guess you could say, because it was very much in the background. I was. It was one of those shows where the other people in my house were watching it, and I was on my phone. And I kind of dipped in and out of it in terms of being thoroughly engrossed. So, I, I know who won, though. You know, and if you don't, um, could be spoil it. Uh, yeah. So, Peter took the dub there. Little Peter. He looked, I don't know how old he is, but he looks about, I don't know, nine. He looks really young. Um, Good for him. But for him. I'm not. I'm not really interested in in the winner. To be honest, I'm more interested in in is it? It's Lauren. Lauren. Laura. It was Laura. Laura. I know you. I know what you're talking Laura. about. You're talking about What's the custard slices, aren't you? I'm talking about the custard slices. That can't be ignored. You, that was really you can't, you can't really have a go at her because it's too late for you, you know. The media's already rallied to her side. There's already like a Sun article about people praising Noel for comforting her. So you yeah. can't take the piss now. Even though they did look like ass, they were terrible. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't, I didn't see the episode, so I don't know like what she did. But you have to really... You know, you have to really make some missteps to to do what she did to them. I don't know. Well, I, I don't, don't know how many custard slices you've seen in your in your lifespan. Well, that's how many thing. you've had. But it's generally, you know, you got a little bit of like pastry on the bottom, and they're pretty thick, like uniform bit of custard or, or cream. I guess <laughs> if it's a cream slice, and then you got the one on top, and then there's like that sort of glazed icing, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like sometimes a bit. Of well, fruit. see, that's the thing because uniform being the <laughs> operative word, I would argue. As it was going along, um, and she was obviously making these things, she made hers, which subsequently fell apart. Well, I don't want to say fell, because it wasn't really fell. They kind of slid apart, because <laughs> um, the custard in the middle yeah. just didn't set. Um, so they slid apart, and the other two had made some like semi-acceptable things, um, very much like uh, the things that everyone was posting on Twitter. Then like, oh, I made some custard slices because, you know, I watched Aura do it. Um, yeah, well. And I have to say, I'm scrolling through them now. I'm looking at some of these custard slices. They're better than Laura's. They're better. Well, I think there's always... Obviously, there's never going to be a perfect bake-off. There's always mistakes. Oh, yeah. And I know that Laura, her third round... Is it The Showstopper? I want to say it's called The Showstopper. The third I think one. so. Apparently hers was really good. So you know, I it was. What just was an honest it? mistake. I think that show really undermines. Uh, not undermines, but like it makes baking look easier than it is. I know people still mess up and have a hard time, but it makes baking look easier than it is. I think, and it's the same with Master Chef. Yeah. And the re the reason I have for this, um, is the way it cuts around the timing, especially Master Chef. Actually, Master Chef's really bad for this. Because, you know, they get their ingredients laid out in front of them. And they say, like, oh, you've got to make, you know, Michelle Rue's signature, you know, whatever he makes. Cheese toasties. I guess. I don't know. Whatever they serve <laughs> at Le Gavroche. Um, 
and they say like here's your ingredients you have four hours go but obviously they've got to cut up four hours into ten minutes yeah so i feel like you don't get a feel for the absolute marathon that it is well i mean what it's would you bake off, it's like two hours 45 minutes although i suppose then in especially in bake-off there's like half an hour periods where people are just sitting around waiting, waiting for their their cakes to well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because like, if it if they showed the entire MasterChef process of four hours of making this cheese toasty, you wouldn't well, watch that. It's like the Olympics. Have... <laughs> you just switch it on and then leave the TV on all day. Well, they um... could have like the graveyard shift at like you know like the so- sort of two a.m. to to like six a.m. <laughs> slot on TV that nobody watches. Just oh, yeah, leave so an uncut MasterChef at... on there. I get up at two and I go, what do I watch? This guy making a toasty for four hours or Babe Station? Those well, are no, my two can... options. Yeah, but you can record it. Yeah, but why would then, I want to record it? I, I don't know. It's background noise. Just because I can record it doesn't mean that I want to watch four hours of someone <laughs> cooking or baking. They'd have to set up cameras like Big Brother. It'd be like, it'd be like MasterChef, but in this sort of Big Brother style. <laughs> you get the judges that, in the room at the end. That might be quite good, to be fair. You can't even you can't ever leave the tent. Like people are sleeping on the floor. Um, yeah. There's the one, the one room where you go and you sit on the chair, and it's like, oh, I hate Peter. I hate him. I hope he gets hit by a bus yeah. or whatever. He knew that I had to, I had to slow roast my, my beef, and he took the oven just before I was gonna put mine in, and cuts to <laughs> like them giving, giving like these, cuts to like Peter doing someone is like celery chopping, and then the other person giving like these, death glances at him. <laughs> so, ex- Camera, that's so extremely. Across the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Brother Bake Off. Alright, write this down, Channel 4. This is what you want. <laughs> How long is it before it com- becomes Come Dine With Me, though? What? Come Dine With Me. I know what Come Dine With Me is, but I don't understand Obviously. how it well, to that. Because Come Dine With Me is a little bit... Obviously, it's edited. Obviously, it's cut up and stuff. But that has, like... You know, the taxis at the end where they're, like, bad-mouthing the person they've just gone to? Oh. <laughs> and they give the score. Or, like... And then there's moments of like the, you know, the chef saying like, "Oh, I'm really worried about, I'm really worried about Paul. He's been really strict. Cause I think he wants to win it all. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna impress him with this." And then he brings out like, brings out what he's made, his beef Wellington, and then like you see Paul's face just drop. That's exactly like the unscripted moments that you get on these kind of TV shows. I think they're great. I think Come Down with Me is, is awesome. Um, especially the, the way that. It's very British as well. Like, if it was none of America, um, they'd be yelling at each other, like, across the table, and people would be, like, storming out. But that never happens. Never happens yeah. in Come Down With Me. The king of, like, passive aggressiveness. Absolutely. Everyone is so polite to each other's faces, you know? Um, and then... The occasional snap. As soon, you know? as, soon as it's, it's like camera, it's, you know it's there, but it's ignored by absolutely everyone. And, and everybody in the show knows it's there as well. Um, mm. It's dismissed completely, though, which is so funny, because they'll be like, "Oh, I've had a great night, yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for having us. Bye bye." And then they get in the taxi, and it's like, "Well, soon as Michelle's night. Michelle's night was um, okay. Wasn't really a fan of any of the courses, and I thought the entertainment was dull. Three. <laughs> the worst part is that the the entertainment and like people pick themed nights and things. <sighs> you have to come dressed as something. There's always one that's not into it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a, like when I was younger, um, when I was younger and I watched these, I was thought, how is this guy not into like the tiki themed, the tiki themed like Mexican night or whatever, where you've got to wear, 
you've got to come and like dance with the hula girls before we eat and stuff. I was like, how's this guy into it? This is so sick. But now that I'm like, now that I watch it now, I think I would totally be the person that's that's not really not getting involved. And <laughs> obviously, we we have actually talked about that before, like people that feel not getting involved. But I think there's very much a difference between like going and expecting like a meal a li- and a bit of like, light entertainment, and yeah. then having like a mariachi band force you to dance in somebody's back garden that you'd never met. I don't know how I'd feel about it. I think the fact that there's only four of them and they're constantly being videoed it just completely adds to it as well. That is really what makes it cringy and awkward. It gives it that sense of awkwardness because if you were at like a party with 30 people, you could leave that that group of like three and go and find someone else and maybe come back. But no, you, you are there's no escape. Them. That is it. Yeah, exactly. You're with them for the entire night. And um, I don't think I could do that. I mean, I've seen people that have like that, that have been on there and really not been happy with what's going on. There was there was the, the cheek of some people as well is unreal. Um, this this lady had to have a special wine. I'm not sure why, but she did. And she kind of like passive aggressively forced people into buying it for her. As opposed to like her turning up to their house and going like, oh, you know, I've got this kind of allergy or this this medical condition. It's like I brought my own wine. Is that okay? Obviously, it's fine. Um, but she expected them to provide that special wine for her, um, <laughs> and and it wasn't even like a when she'd ask, she'd be like, oh, uh, she'd turn up at the door and she and the first thing she'd say is like, oh, have you not got it with my wine? <laughs> As opposed to like. Good evening, are you okay? That is such a very... That's very pedantic, for one. But I don't think people are ever that bothered. You know, obviously you've got, like, a favourite drink, like, favourite alcohol, but it's not to the point where, like, what do you mean you've not got Corona? It's like, David's evening was lovely. He was fantastic cook, fantastic entertainment, and he's really nice, very accommodating, but he didn't have any Bud Light in the fridge. So for that reason, I have to give him a two. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The, people are very petty on that show. I think that's probably why they pick the people they pick. Because if they just I mean, pick four normal, upstanding citizens, it'd be very boring. Yeah, I mean, realistically, if I went on it, I'd want to go first because yeah, then I could just shit on absolutely everybody else's nights. Um, so you're the benchmark if you go first. So unless exactly. you like really mess up, you're okay. I, I think that's really difficult because I also think that people go on it. Um, and providing, d- depending on who the people you're with, um, who'll come on the show with you, you know, if it's the first night, everyone's getting a feel for each other. I think they're going to be overly nice in terms of, or maybe more generous than they would be in the next three nights. I, I would not want to go last. I think going last is is not great. Then you got then you got half the awards at your house if you oh, go last, God. don't you? It's you get Peter. Saying you've got a sad little life. <laughs> well, well, one well. Most, that's one of the most iconic moments of that show. There are what so, there a sad are so little many, life, Jane. But all of that, just like... Oh, just absolutely going in on somebody. Over a, over, a, over a show, a cooking show. Yeah, and the price of... <laughs> what is it? I feel like it's, it's a, grand. a thousand. I think it's a thousand pounds. Yeah. Someone going hard over a grand. Like... Competitive spirit. The other image I'm seeing is this guy that's like whisking something, and then he goes like he's gonna taste it, and sticks the whole whisk in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and then he puts it back in the thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's great. It's like, what really, what? what really makes it for me as well is the narrator. I, th- I want to say he's called Larry Lamb, but I can't remember. He's so he's great. Dave Lamb, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. Last name Lamb. First Lamb. Name. Mr. Lamb. Sure. But he's so great. He's so charismatic. My girlfriend just texted me and said, tomorrow is going to be our house Christmas party. Well, you're in tier no- three, mate. So that's November. It's November, it November 27th. <laughs> Why so early? Is the real question. I understand celebrating Christmas and putting the decorations up and stuff, but a party? I think it's fair enough. I think it's fine. I'm not shitting on Christmas. I love Christmas. Um, I don't hate everything. It's not true. Yes, you do. I am so aware of this now. I I don't hate everything. I like Christmas, and I I am just curious as to why we've decided to host a Christmas party tomorrow. When you say host a party, what do you mean? Host, as in, for everyone else in the house. Oh, okay. Don't sue me. <laughs> um, You're in tier three, sunshine. Matt Hancock is on his way. In fact, yeah, yeah, talking about it, we do hop but out of lockdown, don't we? We hop down out of lockdown. In the, uh, good old 2nd of December. Yeah, and I'm I guess... Straight back, straight back into it. I guess you'll actually still be in full nationwide lockdown, but... Yeah, well... Yeah, nothing's going to change for you. I'm getting put a tier down, which is... <sighs> Lucky you. Fine. What does that mean? You can uh, go to restaurants. Yeah, I have to order a significant meal though, which is not happening. Wait, what? Well, it, it's all it's it's not like you, you can't just go for a drink. You have to like. Oh, really? You have to ha- you have to go and sit down and have food. You can't like go and mingle and stuff like that. That's interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only thing I can remember from it. I think. If I'm wrong, then, you know. It's still, like, the six people. If I'm wrong, I feel like there's, like... I feel like that we can have a number of households mixing, but I can't remember how many. But (laughs) any lockdown rules that have been imposed now are nothing compared to the absolute bullshittery of the five five days in Christmas Christmas. that have been proposed. (laughs) I think that's so dumb. I yeah. get it from the perspective of like, oh, it's Christmas, everyone wants it to be together, don't ruin Christmas, you know, you wouldn't ruin Christmas. But <laughs> at, the, at the same time, like, how can he justify, like, there's five days where you can all mingle and everything's okay for a bit. That's so funny. In those five days, coronavirus will cease to exist. And yeah. then, uh, one of the greatest one of the political great... deals of our time has been Boris Johnson making a deal with a virus. <laughs> <laughs> How's so, he yeah. done that? He's taken all, maybe he's maybe he's gonna like suffer the effects of all the combined cases for those five days. Yeah, he's he's Something. personally taken that on. I mean yeah, him yeah. him going so it's you're allowed three families to mix in those five days. I think yes. that's yeah, the yeah. rule. Um now I, I understand that Christmas is Christmas. And like I said, I don't hate everything. I do like Christmas. Um Good. It's a good start. There we go. Tick. But five days. how has Boris swayed it? Swayed it? What? You know, how has he got it? How, how has Boris just... allowed for it? Yeah. How's he? What? How's he secured that? Are other countries doing that too? Or is that just us? Well, we seem to do whatever the hell we want anyway. You know. Yeah. Irrelevant of the large flashing arrows that say like, "Don't do this. Don't do this." We seem to be 
very much Britain. We, we are, are yeah. the best. But it's not really Britain, oh. actually. More like, it's more, it's more, more England. Like... It's a bit where even our little neighbouring countries are kind of looking down on us a little bit. Yeah. The it's general like... consensus is Boris makes a rule. Uh, Scotland sort of like make it stricter. And then Wales just sort of laugh, I guess, because they already know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> even the Christmas thing, where we can have like three households or something. Scotland's limited to eight people as a Christmas gathering. And you might be thinking like, oh, well, surely we've got it better then. Wrong. <laughs> the rules should be tighter. The Wales are like cancelling their exams and stuff. Scotland's cancelled their exams. But Boris is like, no, no, we'll have ours. The exams must go Some, on. Somehow he's going to... It's crazy, isn't it, really? Get those people in the sports hall. I think I think that we are just really winging it. And I and I and we've, we've spoken about this before. At the very start, we were talking about COVID. And, you know, when it all started, people having faith that it was going to be dealt with well, knowing deep down inside it wasn't. And it wasn't dealt with well. Everyone complained, and now it's it's very much at the point now, like even further than it was, where something gets announced, and people don't care. They they're doing yeah, what they want. people really don't care anymore. The only thing that is stopping people doing what they want is the physical barriers of like the restaurant doors being shut and locked yeah, and like <laughs> fines and things. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's like. Hey ho! I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna just do whatever I want. But but there is that. I don't want to say it's like we we're not inconsiderate about it. I don't think. I think the vast majority of people understand what is going on, and they just appear to have taken it into their own hands to like morally do what they think is right. Um, it's probably this mix of like people just thinking like, oh well, it's not gonna happen to me, is it? Yeah. I don't know anyone that's got the virus, so. I'll be alright. I think. You know, and you say to your friends, like, guys, have you got the virus? They all go, no, it's not going to happen to us. And then, you know, they just go and hang out or something. I think the the funny thing is that most most people, right, most people understand what is going on. Obviously, there's that small proportion of people that are like, it's not real, it's all made in a lab and, you know, the Earth is flat, and we never made it to the moon. Um, yeah, and it's like fine, whatever. They're, they sit on the side, but then the, mass, the vast majority of people are like, okay, well, we'll wear a mask, um, and we'll, you know, generally avoid people more than we usually would on like a day-to-day thing, as opposed to like if I meet up with someone, I'm not gonna hug them, or I'm not gonna like, I don't know, shake hands with them. I'm just gonna say hello in a tactfully careful... bump elbows. Exactly. You're gonna do it in a considerate way. I think most people are considerate and not stupid. So <laughs> that's. I think that is one of the main reasons why we are getting through this in general. Not well. When you say getting <laughs> through this, yeah. In the entire population hasn't been wiped out yet. That's what I mean. Yeah, the fact that we're not all extinct and that Britain is just an empty island waiting to waiting to be reconquered. Um, yeah. So I think I think well well done well done everyone that is you know being considerate and perhaps you may bend the rules slightly, but you know what? At least you were thinking about it. 
Um, as opposed that's to best, not, not that's the best you can give. Yeah, you know, people really don't care something. anymore. When they started, <laughs> um, and we had like 200 cases, and all the schools closed, and we even got like the the numbers were pretty high. Like we were getting like 3,000 cases a day and things like that. It was going up. People were absolutely terrified. And now there are days where we're getting like upwards of 15,000 new cases a day, and people are just like, oh well. Yeah. Who cares? The, the statistics <laughs> appear to have just become a blur. Um, but they've worsened. Like but... They said it was like, we'll do well to keep it under 20,000. And that was yeah. a lot. And I 20, thought, 20,000? <laughs> it's like, what? And now here and, we are. And I'm, yeah, and I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> we'll do well to keep it under 100,000. I wonder if America yeah. are going to make just, some just... kind of... Uh... If America going to make themselves some kind of Christmas rule, Trump's last dying breath is going to to completely rescind all of the COVID restrictions, and that's going to be a few days of chaos while Biden gets inaugurated, and then has to go and quickly make all the new laws again. Yeah, Trump says like, right, it was my my final, the final law I'm going to pass uh, in my in my office before tomorrow, when Joe steps in. Uh, is that there are no laws. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's going to be the purge. It's just back to square one, Joe. Get yourself some new amendments. Trump's there. Do what you want, guys. Do what you want. Rob, steal, kill. It's like Snug Mario Void. Who would you rather rob, steal, or kill from? I feel like it's the... The, pur- the purge, isn't it? Maybe... That's, that's it. That's what it is. The five What's days... It? Is the is the purge, isn't it? It's the coronavirus rules purge. It is the UK the UK purge. This is it. Like it, the purge all, on low budget. All <laughs> breaching of social distancing is legal, except it's five days instead of twenty four hours. hours. Yeah. Or however long. Yeah. Do you think that'll wow. set people straight? Would they be satisfied? They can't go to pubs though, and that's what people seem to want. Like you know, people were queuing outside with the spoons, being like, "Oh man." I've been absolutely dying to get my my Sunak special down me. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I personally can probably live without the pub. I don't drink a lot, eh. if any, to be fair. Um, like, when I'm in my own home, I, I don't drink. Not because I am against it or hate it, because I don't hate everything. Mm, um, yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> We're not having this conversation again. I'm not against it, but it's just not something that I do. It's not part of my life. Daily, daily life. Yeah. My daily <laughs> it's life. Not, not part of that you know, many people's daily life. I wake lives, up though. and I, I, I get out of bed and I do something with my day as opposed to it's what the you Foster's, do, which is like the bedside table. Yeah, you get up the and night you, before. <laughs> you, you get, you grab the, you open the mini fridge in your room that's down by your bed. You pull that. out a Corona and you just like, like peel the, the cap off the metal cap with your teeth, neck it. And like, I don't know, throw the bottle at the wall and smash it. It's not even that. I wake up fully clothed from passing out drunk the night before. Just finished the half-empty cans on my bedside table. I'm back at it. <laughs> That's my day. I start again. I don't, I don't, Rinse and repeat. I don't need the pub. It's a vicious cycle, yeah. I'll get down to the park. What? My, my... <laughs> Taking a crate down the park. My community support officer is going to come and give me a corona fine. They gave out two today. Two today. In them. Really? In Hussington, yeah, two fines. She was she was bragging on Facebook about how she's making people pay. However, I don't know. I, that's not what I'd be bragging about. Like, oh, you know, oh, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to help these, them out. 
saw these people gathering all together and and I thought, you know, something's up there, so I went over and asked them what they're doing. They gave them a fine. Obviously it's holding up the law, but it's awful for, for your popularity as a community support officer. Well, you don't have to be popular, do you? The law's the law, right? Yeah, I, I guess. It's not like <laughs> this is the most violent place ever. It's not like you're... Yeah, the rural you know, town. You're in the bad books of the Sandbach Massive, yeah. Oh, That's Jesus. It. Save it for you. No, you really kids, don't want to be. Some kids on BMXs in puffer jackets are going to come and throw, like, bottle caps at my house door or whatever. They're going to take the, take the hubcaps off my car. How, like start it. by talking how we're going to branch out the podcast into OnlyFans. Patreon is not enough. <laughs> Patreon <laughs> is like... Yeah, it's great, but it's those like mocktails that you give to kids. Yeah. You know, you, you get yourself oh, like a, a margarita, Absolutely. but it's got, it's just, it's actually just apple juice, orange juice, and grenadine. It's not really a cocktail. But OnlyFans, that's like the hard liquor of donation sites. The real, the real guys are on that. Well, the thing is, you you start up OnlyFans, um, you sign in, obviously, don't you? Look, comes your feed or whatever. I'm not going to lie to you, I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm going to put it out there. I did some research into it. Um, I know it sounds a bit sketchy, but... Can I ask why it. you've got an OnlyFans? Uh, well, it's a long story. I bet. Um, about, basically, we know somebody. Okay, no names. But we know somebody uh, who... Well, we don't know them. We know of them, okay. No free promotion. Um, Free, yeah, no free, no free clout on here. Um, but I know a lot of people that have suddenly started OnlyFans. Um, and someone in my house came to me the other day, and they were like, "Did you know this person started OnlyFans?" We were like, "Really?" Because this is actually someone that I had like worked with, um, and like known them as a person. Well, not that they're not a person on OnlyFans, but you know, known them as them. Um, and to go, so we were like, okay, fine, we'll check it out. I think it was like, it, you know, six quid, split, split that between four people, just to satisfy the intrigue into it. Um, so we were like, fine. This we'll is really it. helping your case that much. Yeah, I know, I know it's not, but you've asked, and now I'm trying to, trying to, I don't use it, okay, right, I don't use it. It's one person, and we wanted to know. <laughs> so we go into it. <laughs> Like, shut up, we go into it. And, man, the only thing that, obviously there's the standard stuff on there, you know, like, boobs and vagine. Um, Very What you would expect. But I tell you what, I've been watching a lot of Naked Attraction recently, so I'm completely desensitised to all of that stuff. And the thing that really <sighs> popped out to me on OnlyFans was the lack of quality, you know? And I don't mean in content, I just mean the way that things are made. Um, like, for example, this one person, um, you know, you scroll down, they've got like 200 videos. It's like, okay, nice. Um, this person's obviously putting out content, they're pumping it out, um, they're satisfying their, their subscription base. Great. However, some of the quality of the videos, it's not up to scratch. It's really not there. I think you're going to have to understand that people do not care about that sort of thing. I know it's in for the money. I know it's all about the money. But... No, the no, consumers guess... don't care either. Really? They don't really care. Yeah, they don't I, I they do. actually care. 
it. If I'm spending but, money on it, but I didn't use it. Well, no, but I mean, like, if I'm to spend money on a, on a piece of media, I'd I'd like it to be, you know, value for money, as opposed to like a three second video of someone like slapping their ass and then the camera like falling over on the toilet seat, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah, there's one shouting in the background. Yeah, it is ready. Oh. Sh- I'm recording it. That is that is it. That is the exact thing. Like that's what I'm talking about. It's that video of those kids that go, um, "I'm gonna sing Sherlock by Sherlock," <laughs> and then their mum comes in and asks them who's not flushed the toilet. <laughs> no, that is that's exactly the, it. That's the energy. Okay. So when we start our OnlyFans, which we will, production based. The yeah yeah the production values mm. are going to be so high that we're gonna have the ability to charge 30 pounds a month you know bell delphine we're coming for you because well it's it's just sort of patreon except you can post whatever you want i don't know yeah. what kind of copyright laws they have on there i don't know a lot of i know a lot of podcasts use patreon to give out like an extra free episode every week well not oh, really? every episode obviously like a pay like if you pay if you pay like however much their package is it's like oh you get a bonus episode every every week um if you subscribe, you know. But there's a limit to what you can do on Patreon. I don't know what the copyright is, but... I don't know. I think, at the end of the day, we're going to start on OnlyFans, and, you know, we can post whatever the hell we want on it. And I'm, well, I'm not going to be posting nude photos for myself. I'm going to be posting quality uh, content no. that, that the, the people want to see. No one wants to see my ripped six foot eight buff, you know, gym lad body because I go twice a week and eat fish and rice cakes. No one wants to see that. Well, it's Um, a good thing they don't want to see it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Because that means we can focus really on the content that we want to post. Yeah, we can get one of those, like, you know, like, movie movie quality cameras. We get ourselves, like, a a dolly rig. Exactly. We can can have these really unnecessary unnecessarily cinematic recordings of the podcast. Yeah. The more people subscribe, the better the content. So what you guys need to do really is as a community, come together and give us your money. <laughs> fund fund our fund our high quality production. Yeah. Of the video versions of the podcasts. Realistically, you're you're gonna get something out of it, aren't you? Yeah, you, you yeah. give me twelve grand to buy a black magic cinematic camera. And you're going to get your 12 grand's worth of cinematic experience. So, yeah. Wouldn't you like to see when jo- when George says something, he says that he doesn't like something. You know, it really it pans to his face. Really, t- you get that like, you know, like the vertigo type zoom in shot <laughs> uh, on on my shocked my shocked reaction. And then our original Hans Zimmer score comes in. Exactly, yeah. because we've had the money to pay for that. Wouldn't you like like the interstellar intro at the start of the podcast? You know, exactly. just in between the conversation topics, you get you get like the you get like the Joker's theme playing or something. So you can buy the you get the, you get that interstellar like the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> Inception or different. We we hired an entire orchestra to uh, rewrite our little jingles into something get the far more spectacular. Just they sound a little bit more high fidelity. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're there. We're sat on a huge stage. We've hired out like the Albert Hall. We're sitting there. We're talking, doing our podcast. Um, we get to the end of the section and they play it live. They play the whole thing live. 
<laughs> the live the live show at the Royal Albert Hall, where it's was on the stage, then the massive or- orchestra section filled up, and absolutely no one in the audience. <laughs> so thanks for coming tonight, guys. My oh, yeah. Guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My parents, just the the lone ones in the middle of the crowd, given given us the standing ovation. Oh, you could hear it's just like a. You know, you're shouting it to the overhaul, there's, there's, the, there's that like really eerie echo, it's like, I can't believe the turnout tonight, guys, 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 guys. It's like, really, really glad that you could all be here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> completely empty. Every joke, every joke lands completely dead. Because even if everyone <laughs> in there is laughing, that's still only like three people. <laughs> yeah. We really all appreciate you, you guys coming. But if you could tell your friends, that would be fantastic, because the net loss we are making on this is just something <laughs> else. It's immense. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, you get a little, little interview afterwards, like, so Sam George, how's the, uh, how's the new format for the podcast going? Oh yeah, yeah, really well. So far, we've only made a net loss of $30 million. <laughs> yeah, the bank said something about tax fraud, and please contact them now, the police are on the way. Did you, did you hear that was, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet performance was cancelled? Anyone know why? I had somebody bought out the entire, <laughs> the entire Royal Vic. That's got to be a good. That's got to be a good show then, huh? Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> surprise! Surprise! It was just a sat there on the stage, just talking. The, li- the but, live podcast show. <laughs> oh God! Support so... the only fans, and you never know. You never know what will happen. Exactly. I feel like it well, could be a really great platform for quality content, but no, it's it's well, the that's, sex, that's sex the, work Patreon. That's what it is. That's the same with with TikTok, wasn't it? Everyone thought this is going to be wonderful. You know, you can get on all these creators coming from different apps, and, and it gets TikTok, and it's not wonderful. It's it's horseshit. It's, it's full of it's full of terrible things. You you don't like it? I love TikTok. I don't hate TikTok. There's a few deviant creators, you know, uh, Trisha Paytas, but apart from that, when I you like are scrolling through it. When you when you scroll through it, you know the for you page. I think that the for you page is dangerous. It's so dangerous because you know you're like, oh, wake up in the morning, lying in bed, got what, fifteen twenty minutes to kill. Swiping, uh, swiping through. It's eight in the morning. I'm swiping through my my for you page, and before I know it, it's six. Look outside, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm here to have wasted thirteen hours of my day. <laughs> the real thing with the for you page is how specifically tailored it is. I've never met anyone that how, like sees the same TikToks I do. Because really? you get the people that see like you know the, the Bryce Halls, the Charlie Emilios, the Addison Rays, and then you get people. I don't even know what I see. I see a mix of like meta jokes and just like absolutely meaningless humour. But my brother, his funny page is just absurd. It's, you know, it's usually just random images with random like bass boosted music playing, and, like <laughs> random sound effects. That, you get like the burrs in there. And, I feel like that is. <laughs> How do you even get that? that it's that comedy. That? It's that level of comedy. That that specific very niche genre. Is the deviant side of TikTok the one to avoid? No, um, it's not. Because the deviant yes, side is, is the mainstream TikTok. That stuff's awful. It's so cringe. My, my TikTok is literally full of animals. That's that's all mine is. It's full of like cute dogs, um, 
walking too. It's like it was like a puppy, golden retriever, like prancing across the room like a show pony, dancing to break my stride. And you've got way it. more inno- you've got way more innocent stuff than I get. Yeah, I got this guy well, that covers himself. Right, he covers himself in like Nutella and like <laughs> and honey and just and like marshmallows and jam and but all why? sorts of stuff and does like Joker impressions. Why would it's you want to so watch that? It's so funny. That... <laughs> it's not funny. It's so it is. He's hilarious. Why would I want to wake up, open TikTok, and see some guy just covering himself in food? Well, no, he's not. He doesn't cover himself in food. He's already covered in it when the TikTok starts. And he starts doing Joker impressions. That's peak. <sighs> that is peak TikTok comedy. Where else could you find that? Where else could you find such a niche? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to find that because it's. it's uh, I, I would. Not okay. It's just. It's funny. <sighs> TikTok. Everyone gets different stuff. See, that's why it's not on your feed page because you don't like it. I guess yeah. It does round it all the way back. It comes comes full circle, doesn't it? To the point that. You know, you don't like it, so you don't see it. Simple yeah, as. It's the, a for you page for a reason, though, isn't it? Here he is. All. <laughs> no, turn that video off. Do you want to see some of these? <laughs> no, I don't. Don't send me any of them. I don't want to see them. <sighs> I feel like you do. I really don't. I really don't. That's not funny. Why I'm... does he do it to himself? Well, I don't know, but it's not funny. Charlie D'Amelio gets 10 million likes just for dancing to Promiscuous. And then and then this guy's getting like 10,000 likes for absolutely smearing himself and his hair in like Nutella. I don't think I could ever take... I couldn't push myself that far to make content for people. It's just not... Anything for it's anything for views. I'm just not made of it. I'm just not made of it, and I don't know how people but, are. But you know what? That's what's going to be on our own fans. Our first, our, the first time we video ourselves recording this, when we get to be in the same studio together, I'm going to be covered head to toe in Nutella. Okay, I'd like to point out that I am not going to be covered head to toe in Nutella in that video. If you want George to be covered head to toe in Nutella, then you, you tell us. <laughs> you go and follow the Instagram. Uh, SGMV oh. podcast. God. Uh, we get there. How long before the Instagram plug? We've done quite well there. The funniest thing you can see on Twitter, exclusive to Twitter, is re- like really um, official people, really like high-profile, rich, I know rich people say. usually. <laughs> what? The... Like, High, high, I don't say high end, but you know the the people you would expect to keep a professional mannerism, just going ham, uh, like no, someone else. No, 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 but, no. Oh, really? No. Um, there's nothing like seeing these big official accounts, like politicians, uh, like celebrities, like people like you know, like Elon, um, just being torn to shreds by like absolute nobodies with ten followers. <laughs> oh. It's my favourite thing to see. Um, and, and, and like someone will, and a verified account will tweet something, and some like random person with like no followers will quote tweet something, and it'll just, it'll get like hundreds of thousands of likes. It's so great. Like, 
the thing I'm talking about is uh, a few weeks ago, Elon Musk got um, a COVID test, right? And he got four he got four tests done, and he was complaining on Twitter because uh, because two two of them came back positive and two of them came back negative. So he was going like, "Oh, this is all like you know, it's all fake stuff because it's it's inconclusive." And wouldn't the tests all say the same thing? Like you don't believe it. And then some yeah. like random account just hit him up and said something like, uh, "Are you mad again, Space Karen?" <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Space Karen. Yeah, and so this flock of like these small accounts, and, like a couple of like doctors and things, just started calling him a space Karen. I think he ended up even like going to the extent of deleting this tweet and, and seeing these big, seeing these big accounts get hounded by people like that is well, priceless. It, it, it comes back to the um, to like the Halloween stuff, like when Travis Scott put out his. Um, yeah, Batman when costume. he deleted his entire account because people were taking the piss out of his shitty Batman costume. Poor guy. The costume, it was brown! The costume was brown. Yeah, I don't understand that, to be fair. Um, I'm surprised it happened on Instagram because usually like random people don't really get any publicity in the Instagram comment sections of official accounts. Because usually if you click on someone's post... Like if you click on the rocks post, it's like a hundred verified accounts or pretending to know him and be like, "Yes, my brother, I love that Terramana tequila or whatever he does." Yeah, and I just loved you in Hobson Shaw. Just these accounts pretending to know him. If you scroll down a bit, it's the real gold mine. Like these little accounts, just just put just saying like stupid jokes about him. It's terrible. Well, like, isn't it? I mean, it's funny. It's because so I think funny. what it is is, if you get like people, you'll have like one tweet. Like if it was you and me having an argument on Twitter, it would be you and me just going backwards and forwards. But I think it's a step up when someone comments something on like a person with a large following, um, one of their tweets, and that person replies like the the account holder replies, the celebrity or whatever. Yeah. Because at that point, as soon as they reply, it's like piranhas. Like, more yeah, and more people like, get in there. In. Yeah. You've been baited into replying to this, to, you know, Daniel from, I don't know, Birmingham. He's got like a moped and he's 17. And he's, he's called you a knee on Twitter. And The Rock has decided to, not that he would, but The Rock has decided to uh, respond to him. The jokey manner. No, that, don't do it. Don't even get. Don't even get well, no, into doing that. The ones, the ones that do it sort of jokingly and go along with it are fine. It's the ones that really don't get it. They're really out yeah. of touch politicians that usually their account is run by, or even like out of touch celebrities. There are some. Well, um, whose account is obviously run by a management team, but every now and then they get on there for like an ask me anything, um, and they just get slated. Sia obviously promoted her new film. Oh boy. Yeah. This is this actually is, a prime example. This is a perfect example. Recently, Sia promoted her new film about autism, I'm relatively sure. And Well, the main character is autistic. Yeah. And, you know, there were a couple of comments saying, like, why didn't you cast any autistic actors for the main role because and in fairness you know there are plenty of really good autistic actors who probably would have been better to fit that role 
Um, Didn't she cast that dancer that she has in like every music oh, Probably, video? you know, <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> the thing that she did wrong was she, rather than just letting it lie and people, um, you know, go in and seeing the film and making up their mind, she decided to start commenting. Like, I did all the research, no, I know, I know, I did loads of research for this, I know what I'm doing, or whatever. And then and then people going in on her, and her responding, and her, the, the last tweet I saw her put out was like, oh, for God's sake, just go watch my fucking film, and then talk to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my life. Oh. This, is, this is exactly what I mean. It's such a bad show for celebrities like that. See, seeing celebrities getting clowned on Twitter and exposed for it is really great. That's one of the best parts of Twitter that you can't get anywhere else. The best one, well not, one, of, one of the ones I always remember is quite a while ago. Um, Rita Ora, Rita Ora tweeted something like, um, "If this tweet gets a hundred thousand retweets, I'll drop new music Friday or something like that." Yeah. And the tweet got it bombed. It got no, it got nothing. Oh, right. No. It got absolutely nothing, and she deleted, she deleted the tweet and goes. What the hell? My account's been hacked. Uh, I'm not. Someone's threatening to release my music illegally, and I don't condone this or something. Oh and God! I I think that's that kind of sus. I think that she's not been hacked, and she's just deleted the tweet because nobody cares about her music. And she PR she's crisis. Getting... How do we cover this up? Get the team yeah. around the table. Exactly. That's a real risk. Asking. Asking for a hundred thousand likes is a lot, but a hundred thousand retweets. I feel like yeah. retweets are a step up harder to get. Yeah. And she's not one That's of those bad. accounts that just every tweet goes goes like viral. She's no Lil Nas X. Like every tweet over a hundred thousand likes from him. But even if you look at a big artist like Rita Ora, or even someone like Katy Perry, who has one of the most followers on the app, she'll tweet something and it will do it will get nothing. Because nobody I don't know, she maybe she nobody doesn't play cares. it. Right. I think it's generally about uh, your level of relevancy as well in terms of what's going on right now. Um, and I think the people that are less relevant, for example, like Sia, um, who suddenly comes onto Twitter and announces this whole new thing, is far more open to the, the kind of slating that she got yeah. as opposed to someone that is more relevant and more active who probably has more people to fight for them and say like oh no 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 like you know if Lil Nas said something or whatever you'd, you'd have people that would be defending him but as well, just seemed to be like being shot at I think for one he would be better for defending himself but then yeah. again I think he's not he's not the sort of person to like slip up like that mm. I, th I think casting it's just general consideration, really, isn't it? About what you're going to post. And like, hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at my 140 characters here. If I post this... Actually, 280. Did it get up? Yep. Yeah. Wow, when was that? Am I living in the Stone Ages? Quite a while ago, yeah. Ah, um, okay. Well, I'll be reading that bit. Even more characters to mess up. I'm here with my, uh, my 280 characters. You know, is this... Is this going to gonna bait in some people that I don't want to hear from. No? Am well, I for Sia, it was over the 280 characters. It was over when she decided to make that film. Yeah. And obviously she so. was going to get flack for not casting an autistic person in the role. Because yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't you, you know? Surely surely you'd like want to. You'd actively want to. 
Hey, I don't know. So boycott Sears film. Um, well, you can find all that on Twitter. Very, very good. Uh, make sure you follow our OnlyFans when we open it up. If it gives you any peace of mind, Sears film is probably not going to be that good. Yeah, we'll we'll do a review of it. We'll watch the trailer. I'm not going to watch then... the film. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the film, but we'll watch the trailer and we'll talk about the trailer. And so then we'll hear about the that. whole thing. So make sure you uh, stay tuned. Or maybe, maybe I won't even watch the trailer and just review it based on <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> Perfect. You can watch it, and I'll just sort of, I'll just bounce off you in this funny Perfect. format that we call a podcast. Wonderful. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you really did enjoy it and you really think someone else might, please feel free to share it. Don't forget, if you're really looking to follow us and keep updated with what we're doing and maybe check out some extra bonus content, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at SGMV Podcast. I guess then it's bye from me. Yeah, bye from both of us. Thank you for listening. Have a spectacular rest of the day.